0: It worked fine when we were not on, Then the minute the minute you hit, the minute you went on, it just Murphy's Law. Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the what is the name of this thing again? The Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, Tom. Two guys smoke shop at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Got a pretty interesting show, a very different show for you today. By the way, I appreciate everybody that listens to us. Everyone thinks that this is just a Facebook show. But we have a lot of people who listen to us on uh, the audio downloads on Spreaker. And I think Podbean is actually our best platform right now. Uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Am I right about that? Is it Podbean's our best, I think? Apple Podcasts is by far the best. Oh, is it really? Okay. I didn't even know we were on Apple Podcasts, but you guys somehow found us there. Thank you for everybody who's listening. Please make sure you download the show. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow whatever it is you're supposed to do. Um, Quite frankly, I don't even know how podcasts work, even though I do one. you know, just one of those things I'm really good at some things And then everything else I kind of suck at um, And that's one of them So thank you for everybody who's listening And uh, we love the fact that we have uh, The ratings are just through the roof The last month, it's just through the roof And um, and I really appreciate that I appreciate our sponsors Before I get to the sponsors in At 225, we're going to be Skyping in, zooming in Whatever the new technology word is With Darlene at WCAP Radio I know, don't drive off the road You and the yellow car, be careful Um, Darlene, um, I don't even know her last name But she called us a couple of weeks ago Said she was interested in doing a crossover show I get the impression she's kind of liberal I know she's Latino She's probably from Lawrence I would imagine she's from Lawrence or Lowell Um, And she wanted to talk about She wanted to interview me And she wanted me to come on her show and I was like, well, if we're going to do that, then why don't we just do it as a crossover so my audience and your audience can all hear it. And maybe we can drive people to your show. You can drive people to our show from time to time, you know, even though, I, listen, I know I'm going to, I can already hear people typing their mails, their, their hate mails to me already. I thought you hated CAP. I thought you were mad at CAP. Didn't you quit from there? Don't you badmouth them every chance you get? Yeah, that's all true. All of it. However, um, I don't hold grudges. I really don't. So uh, she called and she said she wanted to do it And I said as long as the owner is okay with it Colonel Sam Poulton As long as he's okay I don't want like, I don't want what happened to me to happen to you I don't want in the middle of your show For him to come storming into your studio And start screaming at you So make sure that he says it's okay And apparently he said it was okay So we're going to do that at 225 We're going to talk about racism and policing And abusive force, excessive force All that stuff um, Before we get to our first topic I want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate, love Janet McLennan, I love her to death, Matt and Sam and all those guys, uh, they're doing great stuff for the community, AFC Urgent Care, love Lisa Williams and her and her husband, Tom DeLacy uh, Williams, Savanelli Williams, uh, Marcian and Son, Marcian and Son Construction, this is the perfect time now, if you want to put a new porch on, if you need to do an, an addition on your house, you need to... Fix Your Roof, call Marsan and Son Construction. The phone number will be on the screen if you're watching. Uh, I guess I should give out the phone numbers. I'll start next week. I'll start giving the phone numbers for the audio listeners. Uh, I'm actually really surprised how many people download the audio of this show. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Lenny Mira, state representative candidate. He's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Um, He is a Republican out of Newberry, and he's probably, I think, like one of five Republicans in the entire state. Uh, because Donald Trump is at the top of the ticket, I think he might be in trouble in this election. So he uh, bought a sponsorship of the show. We're going to have him come on. We'll talk about uh, his election coming up and some of the things he's done. North Andover Car Wash, at least once a week. I drive up to 114. I get my car washed at North Andover Car Wash. Uh, Borelli's Deli. Boy, I wish I was on time today. If I'd been on time today, I would have stopped at Barelli's and got my... I called in the order, and then I never had a chance to pick it up, so... Uh, Clear Path New England, helping homeless veterans, helping veterans get their benefits. And they're also going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream and Don Sign Tech in North Andover. So, Ben, we had a city council meeting this week in Methuen. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff. I could spend the whole show just on that because it really is Lawrence 1990. Like, if I hadn't been there in Lawrence in 1990 prior to the total collapse of the city of Lawrence... I I would be where all the people are on the city council now with everything that they're doing. I'd probably I'd probably be agreeing with most of what they're saying, but I was there when Lawrence collapsed, and I saw one of the all of the reasons that Lawrence collapsed. And the Methuen City Council is doing exactly all the same stupid shit that Lawrence City Council has been doing in 1990 that led to the collapse. Everybody's related to somebody in the, on the, in the town that works for the town. Everybody's got a personal agenda. Everybody's attacking the police chief or the DPW director because they don't like them, because that person was appointed by somebody that they didn't like 25 years ago. And, and all of this political agenda baloney, all of this personal stuff, um, bleeds over into the operations of the city. So uh, before we get to this clip, it's a three-minute clip, but believe me, it it goes very quickly. Um, They were talking about doing a second reading because they have to do two votes on the vote of no confidence against the chief. I'd love to bail you guys out right now on the city council. I'm not going to do it because you guys are about to make a huge mistake. But here's what I am going to say. There was an exchange between Councilor Samad and Chief Solomon at the last meeting where Chief Solomon uh, was asked the question by Counsel Samad, a police officer, by the way, in, in Lawrence, asked, uh, Chief, did you, do you you own a, uh, a private in, private investigation company? He said, yes. Did you hire somebody that worked for you at your private investigation company, which by the way is EIS Investigations, we forgot them there, in full disclosure, a sponsor of this show? Um Didn't you have somebody working for you At your private investigation firm And then you hired them to be a cop in Methuen Dun 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 And the chief said no And I spoke to Counselors afterwards He lied, he's a lying liar who lied He lied, we have proof, we have proof So here's my Here's my um, Friendly advice to Counselor Samad, Counselor Beauregard And the other counselors Who are looking at this issue You think you have proof of something, I would double and triple check the dates on the proof that you think you have. And I'm only telling you that because I know you're not going to listen, and you're going to do it anyway, and two weeks from now, I'm going to come in and I'm going to play the clip of you not listening, and the clip of you accusing the chief of hiring someone that used to work for him, and then we're going to pull out the actual documents that I actually have, and we're going to blow you guys away. Again. So I don't mind giving you a little bit of a heads-up that you're about to careen off a cliff because I know you're not going to listen because your narrative in your heads, counselors, is don't listen to Tom Duggan. He's got no credibility because he's the chief's friend. Yes, I'm the chief's friend. But if the chief is wrong, as he has been on some occasions, I'm the only one who called him out. And What was the last one when he issued that press release saying uh, that he disavows the, the moniker that all lives matter? There was no one more vicious against Joe Solomon when he did that. I came in here and spent 15 minutes ripping him apart. Like, really, go back and watch it. You ta- I'm sure you tagged it when we talked about that, right? So yeah, just do the search. It's there. So the city council... How much time we got? I don't want to go over. All right. So the city council has been doing this thing where um, there's a lot of boards in municipalities. You've got your board of health, your zoning board, your licensing board. And the city councilors have... They like to just like throw people off boards for no reason. People that are professionals in the community, people who aren't political. The issue came up during this meeting for a member of one of the boards and he, his name is uh, Alan Peralta, I think is his name. He was on one of the boards and they said, no, we're going to throw him off this board because we have a rule in Methuen. You can't be on a board for more than 10 years and he's been here for more than 10 years. What they Don't seem to want to tell the public is that There are no applicants for these jobs So if you've got a six member Board or a five member board And they've all been there for ten years And only two people apply to the Board guess what you got to keep three people on the board You don't get a quorum you can't have votes But the council doesn't really care About that what they care about is Grandstanding and making it look like They're making they're holding people to the Law we're holding people's feet to the fire Look at us look how responsible we Are and in doing so, they end up doing very irresponsible things, such as throwing people with serious expertise. Now, I, don't, I, I, know, I only know Mr. Peralta, I think I said hide him twice in my life. I know who he is, because we've tried to get him to advertise with us, and we couldn't get him. So it's not like he's an advertiser. I'm not shilling for him. They have no interest in, in any of this. All I know is they voted not to, not to put this guy back on the board. And uh, when they were done, Bill Buckley, the Community Development Director, who is Usually the most mild-mannered guy in the world, he was having none of this. He was really pissed, and right to be pissed. And and I'm going to play the clip, but let me tell you what he's not saying. He's trying to say it, but he's also trying not to say it. He's trying not to say the way you people treat city employees and volunteers on our boards is disgraceful. Oh, wait, no, actually, he did say that. Go right ahead.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and I will just um, I appreciate Council Finnecar just raising that because prior to saying that I I, um, I couldn't help but thinking back here as the department head who oversees the Conservation Commission, the Historic District Commission, the Zoning Board of Appeals, the Community Development Board, the Board of Health, um, as, and, as well as provide some oversight to the Commission on Disabilities, which are which I guess can't stress strongly enough how much business of the city gets accomplished at those boards. So as the department head that has to make calls to those board members at times, asking them to forego a family event, asking them to cut short a family vacation so that we can have a quorum that night, ask them to basically hold the hand of a business owner or a property owner that's here, you know, needing some business being taken care of by the city, uh, asking them to take tough, difficult votes that most of the general public doesn't understand they're legally obligated to take those votes in the fashion they're in, right? These are people that the level of effort and the, and the thankless donation of their time that they give to this city is is shameful how some of them are
0: treated yep
1: little recognition right right there is a and, and I don't even want to get into specifics tonight yeah you should have sat in this chamber and have witnessed several long-term members of boards be removed from public service in the city without it, and then unable to come back to receive any recognition or thanks, they've left an embarrassment. And I think it's just shameful. I think it's, I think that we as a, as a, as a municipality, me as a department, and us as a, as a, and whether it be the mayor's office and this council, needs to come up with a better way of, 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 um, of thanking these people for their long term service. I think there are people tonight that voted against a board member that have probably never even met that person. Right. And understand what level of volunteerism they've provided in this community. Not to mention the fact that these boards require specific knowledge and expertise in many areas that, um, that is not always available in our talent bank. Uh, there are I think this, this body should know that there are names of people that that want to get reappointed that are afraid to put their names in front of this body. I think right. there are, there, you know we we need to do a better job and I'm gonna include myself in this of recognizing what they've done for this city rather than just taking a vote that you've been here too long. Right? They're they're not elected officials, they're not um uh, uh, and, and, they, and they don't get paid for what they're doing. So I apologize if I get a little out of, uh, of order there, but I
0: think it needs to be said. Yeah, damn right it needed to be said. you damn right it needed to be said. Because these guys play God. They sit up at that council meeting and they play God. They don't even talk to the people that, whose lives are going to be affected by their votes. They don't care. The fact that, that almost none of them have even met the guy that they're going after, it's disgraceful. I I, I mean... It was great that he said it, because I've been saying it forever, right? And it's great that he said it. But the fact is, and Steve Gillis can say this all he wants. He's all over my page right now, and, and I like Steve. He's a good guy. We just don't agree on this. But, you know, he, he, he comes up and says, yeah, there's plenty of people to put on boards. Actually, there isn't. Math is a funny thing. If you've got, like, 17 people applying for 34, job op- 30, 34 board openings, guess what? The math doesn't work. And I know that Steve Gillis applied for a position on a board, but why would the mayor, and I haven't talked to the mayor about this, but I'm gonna, why would the mayor appoint you, Steve, to a board when you spend every waking moment attacking him personally on Facebook? You're not just saying you disagree with him. You attack his integrity. You attack him personally. If I was the mayor, I wouldn't even take your friggin' application if you were attacking me like that every day. I mean, like, let's get serious. You can't attack a guy, then apply for a board, then not get the position, and then, and then say, "CC, it's all corrupt. He wouldn't put me on a board. Of course he's not going to put you on a board. You think if you attacked Jujuga, he'd put you on a board? Think if you attacked Billy Manzi, he'd put you on a board? Think if you were in Lawrence, you attacked Dave Rivera, he'd put you on a board? No! None of them would put you on a board! But these councils play God, and they get up there, and they just look for reasons to vote no for stuff, to make it look like they're, they're, they're on the side of the little guy. And really what they're doing is screwing the city. And it's disgraceful. And they've done it a number of times. And, you know, Bill Buckley focused on, you know, you throw these people off boards, and then you don't even thank them. But what he's really saying is you're throwing people off boards for no reason. You really are. And um, he's right about you know People don't understand the intricacies of Imagine you're a guy who's a lawyer Who's on a zoning board Who's an expert at zoning And you get thrown off a board And you get replaced by a guy that knows nothing about zoning How does that help the city? How does that help the next business owner Who's got a problem with a zoning issue And he's got to go before a board And by the way he can't go before the board Because they don't have a quorum to meet Because the city council keeps turning people down It's got to stop the attacks on Joe Solomon have to stop. The, the, the petty personal politics at the table has to stop. Because you guys are careening toward what Lawrence was in 1990. I'm going to keep saying it because it is going to happen. Lawrence is maybe, maybe five to ten years away from being Lawrence. And it's only five to ten years away from being Lawrence because you've got a guy who's the mayor who actually, who actually knows stuff. He's actually trying to turn it around. But you guys throw roadblocks in his way every single time. And you question his integrity, and you attack his integrity. And that's just not the way business should get done. At one point during the meeting, Boregard was talking about Joe Solomon. And if you watch the tape, I'll bring it in next week if, if people want to try and dispute this, because I watched it twice. Beauregard, watch his middle finger, I mean, uh, uh, watch Jim McCarty's middle finger when Boregard's talking about Joe Solomon. It's juvenile, it's petty. What are you, Five? Come on now. I don't want to sound like Joe, uh, Joe Biden, but come on, man. Come on, man. What you MB be done saying? Now, come on. It's, it's a little ridiculous. And you know, the most important thing Bill Buckley said at that, at that um, thing was there are multiple people in the city of Methuen who would like to be on boards and serve their community, but they don't want to go before you clowns. They don't want to get up there and have Jessica say, wait a minute, wait a minute, on paragraph 37, uh, line 6, there's a comma in the wrong place, so I'm going to vote no. They, don't, they, they just don't need it. They don't need to apply for a job to have, try and volunteer their time for a community to have Steve Saber get up there and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your babysitter's mailman's third cousin once said hi to Sharon Pollard, so you're part of the corruption. You're part of, you're part of the conspiracy I'm voting against you, and they're humiliating people. Imagine, imagine you're just a regular person who doesn't really give two shits about politics, but you volunteer your time to be on the, the Board of Health, or you volunteer your time to be on the, on, the, on the Finance Board, or the Zoning Board of Appeals. And you put a lot of work into it, and you try really hard, and you help a lot of people, and then just randomly one day, you're being disparaged by city councils at a public meeting, and they, and they vote to throw you off the board. Never sat down and talked to you about it, never looked at into... What kind of job you do while you're on the board. No, it's just we're, we're done with you. We've decided to go in a different direction. You know why? Because we can. That's why. Because we can. And they act like they're gods up there. Not only do they try to micromanage the police department and other departments, but now they're throwing people off boards for no reason. And, 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 and Bill Buckley's right. Like, what he really focused on was there's no gratitude for these people. That when you throw them off a board or they leave a board, you should do something for recognition? That's all nice. But how about not get there? How about just don't get there? How about stop throwing people? I I know who Alan Peralt is. I don't know him, but I know who he is. The guy's extremely qualified. And yes, he's been on the board for 10 years. And yes, it violates the rule. However the rule has a stopgap that if two-thirds of the council vote to reappoint him for whatever reason, maybe, like, I don't know, nobody else fucking applied, that you could keep them there for more than 10 years. But no, no, I think it was almost unanimous. I think it was unanimous, but it, don't hold me to that. I, I think it was unanimous that they threw this guy off the board. It's just disgraceful. And imagine being poor Bill Buckley. I mean, he's got to try and deal, you know, he's got to go back to Alan Peralta the day after that meeting and say, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry, but they threw you off the board. I'm sorry, Mr. Peralta, I don't know why. It's they said something about the 10-year rule. No, no, Mr. Peralta, I know, that you, I know that there's no other applicants, but they didn't seem to care. And Just imagine the slap in the face and the humiliation, public humiliation that is for him. I don't get it. Uh, I, I I know that I know that there's there 's a lot of personal angst on that board. I know that they 're very, very unprofessional. Susan Jarvis says that it yes, it was unanimous. I wanted to make sure that I got that right for my readers my listeners uh, we 're at two twenty three are we close with uh, Valentine? all right um let me see. I had one other thing I wanted to use to uh, fill time while we're trying to get her in. Uh, let's see. Oh, tonight on the Empty Chair Show, you want to watch uh, Phil Leahy's Empty Chair podcast. He Talks about addiction. Uh, one, of, one of my girls is going to be on. Yeah, one of my girls, Christina Lynn, is going to be on today to talk about addiction with, uh, with Phil Leahy. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, she's not really a public person. In fact, she's a very, very shy person. So I was surprised when she told me she was going on. So I think tonight at 6... Uh, on the Empty Chair Show, I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to not only watch it, but I'm going to podcast it, so you guys can watch. So hopefully we can get them uh, get them some more ratings, get them some more viewers. Uh, let's see what else do we have. So the 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 city council voted down Alan Peralta on the board. So now what do they do? You're going to come up with another person to appoint to that board. And what's the mayor going to do? Appoint Steve Gillis? He's not going to do that. He's just not going to. Quite frankly, uh, my advice to the mayor was put Steve Gillis on a board. Like when he first got in, I said, you know what? The first thing you need to do take all the troublemakers and put them on some kind of a board, appoint them to something, so that now they're on your team and they're not just kicking sand at you every time you turn around. Um. So far, he hasn't done that, but you know, whatever. States of America. Ah, uh, it's just awful. You know, I really wanted to talk to her about. Uh, w- what we had planned to talk about, and they started like they were going down that road, uh, was local control of your police department. And we always hear, you know, all these people complaining they want police reform. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is you want to. Re- I don't know exactly how you want to reform the police. The police are working just fine. Policing in America works just fine, well, it did up until this year, when suddenly they were letting criminals out without bail. They were letting criminals out of prison. Uh, rapists were getting let out of prison and then raping again, and then they'd arrest them, but there'd be no bail, so they'd be back out in the street and rape someone else. It, it's, it's amazing to me that our leaders say they care about domestic violence. They say they care about women's rights. They 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 think they say they care about women not being victimized, and yet every single thing that they do results in women being victimized and children being victimized and innocent people in our communities being being victimized. So we were going to go through the difference between the George Floyd... I had a, like a whole thing here that I wanted to talk about. We'll, we'll just do it here. Um you, you know they're yelling and screaming about the guy that got shot in the back Robert Blake. First of all, Robert Blake was a sex abuser who's uh who raped his girlfriend digitally, threatened her, she got a restraining order. By the way, she's black. That's important for this story because of the narrative that we heard afterwards. So let's just, let's just break it down because the, the media wants to show you a video and wants you to emotionally react to a video. And we do because we're humans and we emotionally react. But I'm gonna ask you when the, when the media does that not to react emotionally. And here's why. Ask yourself this question. Have I ever made a good decision based on emotion. Have I ever been emotionally worked up, made a decision, and have it turn out to be okay? Have it turn out to be a good decision? Because I never have. All of the bad decisions I've made in my life were based on emotion. You get mad at somebody, you do something, and then you go, oh crap, why did I do that? Now it's going to cause me all kinds of problems. And the media knows this. They like to emotionally manipulate you so that they can promote a political narrative. So let's just look at this, just this Robert Blake situation. I'm sorry, Jacob Blake. I don't know who Robert Blake is. Oh, Robert Blake was, was uh, uh, Beretta. Beretta, right. He had his own problems. He, actually, he did, didn't he? Um, so Jacob Blake, girlfriend is black. So a black woman calls police and says, help. My boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, I have a restraining order against him, and he's here and he won't leave. He's not supposed to be here. You'll notice that CNN keeps saying... The police showed up because he wasn't supposed to be there, but they very seldom will say because there's a restraining order against him, he's a domestic violence abuser. They don't say that. They say he wasn't supposed to be there. But a black woman calls police for help. Police show up at the scene to help a black woman who's calling for help. When they arrive, Jacob Blake is uh, is still on the scene. And he attacks the police. Now, if he's going to attack police, is there any doubt in anybody's mind that he's not capable of attacking his girlfriend? Because I think if you're you're willing to attack a cop who's got a gun and a badge and a baton and a radio to call other guys with guns, badges, and batons, then not only are you an idiot, but you're very violent and too unsafe to be walking the streets. It's certainly within the realm of possibility that you're going to hurt an innocent person if you're willing to attack a cop. So he attacks the cops, gets a cop in a headlock, one of the other cops peels him off, he says, I've got a knife in my car, he's got something in his hand, I I don't know if he had the knife first and he was going for something else, but he goes to the, he starts to walk to the car. Now, those who don't understand law enforcement have, I mean, the the questions are very good even though they're the same questions after every shooting, so let's just address them. Why didn't they just tackle him before he got to his car and got the knife? Well, because according to their training, they're not supposed to. What if he's got a knife in his pocket? What if he's got a razor blade in his pocket? What if he's, got a, what if he's an IV drug user and he's got a needle in his pocket and the cops tackle him and the needle sticks through his pant pocket and, and pokes one of the officers and gives them AIDS? So they're trained not to do that. And it wasn't until Jacob Blake, after he violated the restraining order for being a domestic abuser, possibly a rapist, Assaulted a police officer, threatened to kill police officers, and and told them what he was going to do. I've got a knife in my car, I'm going to go get it and kill you. It wasn't until he actually reached into the car to arm himself that he was shot. At every step of that conflict, Jacob Blake was directing the action. He was the producer of the action. They were reacting to him. He was acting. We have uh, uh, the three police chiefs were here a couple about about a month ago, and I asked them if you if someone is shot in the back, does that automatically make it a bad shoot? They all said no. They said it depends on the circumstances. There was another case where a cop, you guys might forget this because there's been so many in the last few uh, so many uh, hyped stories in the last few months. There was another cop that uh, was wrestling two cops wrestling with a guy on the ground. The guy grabs one of the cops' tasers. He's running away. As he's running away, he turns around and shoots the taser at the officer. The officer fires and shoots and kills him in the back. That's a textbook good shoot. The cops are being charged with murder. Why? Because of CNN. They're training, and the, 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 the president of his police union went on, I think Fox or one of the other networks, and said, look, you can't train us and tell us during training that if someone gets your, gets your stun gun, your taser, and they're shooting it at you, or they're running away, that we are to shoot at him. You can't train us to do that, and then when we do, charge us with murder. That's just, I mean, that flies in the face of everything this country is supposed to stand for. And yet it's happening all over the country. Let's get back to Jacob Blake for a minute. So they shot this guy in the back seven times, and from the second it hit CNN, it was racism. Where's the evidence of that? Someone show me there was evidence The cops didn't pull him over for being black Because they were looking to hunt down a young black man that day Did they? No They were called to the scene By a black victim asking for help And they showed up to help That black victim And had they not shown up What if they said, you know what, that's a black neighborhood you know, We, we, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings We're going to go for coffee first And then maybe we'll go talk to them later on with a social worker She might be dead and then they'd be suing the cops saying, how come you didn't show up to protect us? Her family would have a multi-million dollar lawsuit. We waited 20 minutes for the cops to show up. In George Floyd, this is, here's where I get myself in trouble. Because you guys have been brainwashed. Most of you. Where is the evidence that the George Floyd situation had anything to do with race? A black shop owner called police and asked for help because some, someone was robbing him. The guy was obviously on fentanyl and a whole bunch of other psychotropic drugs. Fought with police officers. Refused their commands. Refused to be put in the, in the car. And eventually they subdued him. And people can say that it was murder. It probably was murder. I, I, I don't know. Let's let, let's let a jury decide that. But whether it's murder or it's not, let's just say for the sake of argument that It's murder that the police officer put his neck on George, his knee on George Floyd's neck was the actual cause of death. I think that's in question, but let's just say that that's, that's what we find at the end of the day. Where's the evidence of racism? I think murder is actually worse than racism. I know CNN doesn't. Murder, CNN seems to think murder is okay uh, when you compare it to racism, that racism is actually worse. But where is the evidence that they, that they hunted this guy down because he was black? Where was the evidence that they treated him differently because he was black? Did they overstep their authority? Maybe, probably. Was the force excessive? Maybe, probably. But where's the evidence of racism? And you put on ABC, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, they're all spouting the same friggin' lies. They're all talking about The racist murder of George Floyd. Well, I'm sorry. We don't know that it was murder. It probably was from what we saw. But there's no evidence of racism. There's no evidence of racism in the Breonna Taylor case. There's no evidence of racism in the Jacob uh, 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 Blake case. There's no evidence of racism in the Floyd case. And yet they all get lumped together as why we need police reform because black people are being treated badly by cops. Sorry, those of us who think for ourselves and can actually ask questions and wait for the answer before we make our decision no better. And th- this is all being whipped up by the media to make black people hate cops, to make black people hate white people, to make white people feel guilty that they're white, and to have this police reform. What, how do you want to reform the police? Defund the police? That's what the Democrats want. That's what Joe Biden wants. And Please, don't send me an email saying, no, that's not what he wants. He said he doesn't want to do that. That's bullshit. He said, no, I don't want to defund the police. I just want to take their money. So if I say, you know, Ben, I don't think you're a racist, but you hate black people, guess what I just called you? A racist. So don't fall for the, for the, the double speak of politics, the pretty language of politics. The Democrats want to defund the police. They want chaos in our streets. Baltimore, Ferguson, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Atlanta, um, even Boston at one point. You got these Antifa dudes, these white supremacists in Antifa, out there causing riots, causing uh, cre- committing arson, committing murder, assaulting people, pulling people out of their cars, beating people. And then CNN goes on TV and says, yeah, but they're anti-fascists. It's in the name. Don Lemon said that. But they're anti-fascists. They can't be fascists. It's in the name. Here's a good trick for you guys. If you want to know who the brainwashed are among you, or if you want to know if you're one of the brainwashed When I call Antifa Left wing fascists If your first thought is They can't be fascists because they're left wing You've been brainwashed Well if it quacks like a duck Right we, they, they teach kids in college That there's a spectrum of left and right And it's totally wrong It's totally wrong It's totally made up Right It's a totally made up human construct Yet, those who've learned in college what the left and right spectrum is take it as gospel because they learned it in college, because they were dumb when the teachers indoctrinated them. The further to the left you go, the more government control you have, and the further to the right you go, the less government control you have. Think about it. You've got conservatives and liberals in the middle. And by the way, right-wingers, they always call people right-wing on CNN. Right-wing in America is nothing like right-wing in the rest of the world. I'm considered a right-winger. I'm not a Nazi. But by the way, are Nazis really right-wing or are they left-wing? Let's, let's think about that. The further to the left you go, the more government control you have. You've got liberalism. Then you've got pro- progressivism. Then you've got communism. Then you've got fascism. And then eventually you end up with anarchy. Right? You go to the, to the right, you've got conservatism. You've got ultra-conservatives. And eventually you go, you go to the right, you go to the right, and you end up with anarchy. So it's actually really a circle. It's not a line. It's not left and right, really. It's a circle where anarchy ends up at the far left and at the far right. Fascism is a left-wing construct. Read Mein Kampf. I read it in college. Hitler himself said that socialism was the, was the one basic tool that he needed In order to turn the country into a fascist country So if socialism is step one to fascism And socialism is on the left Guess where fascism is It's really on the left And you look at all of those kids in Antifa They're all white And they are white supremacists They are white supremacists When the George Floyd uh, protests And I'm all for peaceful protests I'm not Chris Cuomo I don't think protests should be violent But when the protests after George Floyd happened, you had all these black people out there protesting about police brutality. Fine. That's your constitutional right. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But within days, white supremacists in Antifa infiltrated those protests and turned them violent, began to create violence. So you've got these white, privileged, Antifa rich kids whose parents make more money than God, who have nothing to do all day, they don't work, they live in their mom's basements, they don't understand the Constitution, or if they do, they hate it. They don't understand the freedoms our country was built on, or if they do, they hate it. And they go out and they rip up this racial sentiment. So whether it's Blake or Floyd or Breonna Taylor or any of the others that we can name, so far, including Ferguson, so far, I haven't seen one of these cases that has to do with racism Not one And yet that's how CNN, ABC, NBC Promotes it And it's all just a lie It's all just a lie In um, Where was it that the kid had the AR-15 Was it Minneapolis? Kenosha Oh in Kenosha, right There's another one, right? Kenosha So now you've got a kid who's 17 years old He's got a, uh, a weapon it's, I think it's an AR-15 It's not a machine gun, for those of you who know nothing about guns. It's not a machine gun. It fires one bullet at a time, just like a pistol. And this kid is being vilified by the media. In fact, not only is he being vilified by the media, but I posted a story from his lawyer saying that he was engaged in self-defense when he shot his weapon. And by the way, according to the video, he was. He was being shot at. According to the video, if you actually care about the truth, go watch the video he was being shot at. Before he shot the gun in self defense. But I posted that story on Facebook and they took it down. In under, in under five minutes, I got a notification on Facebook that this goes against our community standards and we've removed it. It's still on your timeline, but only you can see it. Okay? So because he's white, he's the bad guy. CNN, wall to wall. He's a vigilante. Yep, he was. He was a vigilante. That pot. That they. They got one pot right. He was a vigilante. He and a group of other guys had medical kits. Were out there actually treating protesters who got hurt after being shot by either bullet, either by paintballs by the cops or tear gas by the cops or by other rioters slash protesters. And, and, and there's multiple videos of this if you actually care about the facts. If you don't care about the facts, and you just want to say he's guilty because he's white and he had an AR-15, then that goes to show how brainwashed you are. But if you care about the facts, go look at the video and look at the facts that this guy was being shot at. One guy shot a gun, another guy tried to hit him over the head with a skateboard, and then he finally shot back in self-defense. And by the way, who did he shoot? The three people he shot, they were all criminals. One was accused of being a child molester. The other two were hardened criminals. And by the way, they were white. So how is this kid a white supremacist? See, then it starts off with a white supremacist who shot three white people? I'm pretty sure white supremacists aren't out there shooting white people. Like... It's almost as though the people who went on news media have never met a white supremacist. I have. I know lots of white supremacists. I shouldn't say lots. I know some white supremacists. And um, I can tell you that they are thrilled every time CNN does something stupid like this because it gives them cover. It it misinforms people about what the white supremacists really are and it lets them stay on the ground and continue to promote hate. It's like they're going to take Aunt Jemima off uh, off of the box of Aunt Jemima pancakes or syrup Because somehow it's rooted in racism And we're going to stop Eskimo pies We can't call them Eskimo pies anymore Because it's rooted in racism And we can't have Uncle Ben on the rice Because that, that's rooted in Son of a bitch That's that's rooted in racism But now think about this from a white supremacist point of view Because I actually When this stuff happens Call my white supremacist friends People that I know And say hey what do you think of this So I called one of my white supremacists. I don't know call him a friend A guy that I know And I said, when they started with the Eskimo pies and the Uncle Ben's and all this stuff, and I said, um, hey, what do you think about this? And I thought he was going to be, like, against it. Like, oh, that's just ridiculous. No, no, no. Here's what he said to me, and I'm going to give you as close to word for word as I can. This is awesome. I said, wait, what's awesome about it? You think I want to walk into Market Basket, and every time I look at a box of something, see a black person? You think every time I pick up some food that I want to buy, I want to see some, some black or Latino person on my food? I don't want to see any of that crap. I'm glad they're doing all this now, because now I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to deal with looking at those evil black people. Right? So in the name of racism, we're helping racists. In the name of racism, we're helping white supremacists. How does that help? How does it help? These people don't even know, in the name of, white, of fighting white supremacy, they know nothing about white supremacy, so everything they do actually helps the white supremacists. The white supremacist guy that I talked to after, after the, uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, is it Rittenhouse? Did I get that right? Yeah. Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse. He was like, yeah, this is great. They're calling him a white supremacist. He's not a white supremacist. We wouldn't want this kid with us. We'd laugh this kid out of our group. Are you kidding me? He shot three white people. We'd never tolerate that. We believe in protecting our own, he said to me. That's what white supremacists believe. But you'd never know that watching Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper or Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Everything they tell you in the news media just turns out to be a lie. All of it. Whether it's not wearing masks or wearing masks for COVID turns out to be a lie. When I was growing up, we were told oat bran helps your heart. It's very good for your heart. So you walk into Market Basket and everything had oat bran on the cover. You want to buy Cheerios? Cheerios now with oat bran, right? Everything you buy had oat bran in it. Until a few years later when they said, actually, yeah, you know, you'd really have to eat a really whole lot of oat bran every single day for it to have like a 1% chance of helping your heart. When I was growing up, we were told that butter is very bad for you. Very, very bad. You should have margarine. Margarine's way better for you. So I remember my grandparents, um, we're not going to buy butter anymore. They go out and they bought margarine until five years later. They said, yeah, margarine, it's all unsaturated fat oil, and it, it could cause cancer. Then we were told, "Don't if you have sugar, it's bad for you. You should have saccharin. Uh, what's the other one? Sweet and low. Until five years later, they said, yeah, guess what? The sweet and low, it, it, it causes cancer. The saccharin's bad for you. It causes cancer in mice. Everything the media tells us is a lie. And yet, when something like COVID happens, you have my communist friend Tennis Lilly or the people on CNN telling us we have to follow the science. Don't you believe in science? It's science. Well, science isn't a person who stands there with all the information and tells you something 100% right. The science told us that those drugs that we used to take, that we now see commercials on TV, did you take polyxephan? If you took polyxephan for five years, You should call us because it causes severe heart problems, AIDS, and and green toes, or death. Well, wait a minute. I thought science said it was okay when we were taking it. It goes through scientific trials before we take the drug, but then five years later, we need to hire a lawyer to sue the drug company because now it actually hurts people. So it's not that people don't believe in people like me don't believe in science. I believe in science. I just don't believe what the media tells us the science is. I don't believe what Andy Fauci says. About what the science is I don't believe what the CDC head Can't remember his name Whatever his name is I don't believe what he says What the science says I don't believe what the World Health Organization says The science says Because they've been lying since day one And the media lies They lie about race issues They lie about our health They lie about the COVID-19 They lie about Donald Trump They lie about the Democrats It's just one lie after another And I know I watch CNN all day in my office I watch it for entertainment Yesterday, I watched almost all day. I went out and did some deliveries, but for, the, for most of the day, I was watching CNN. And I got to tell you, I kept waiting for them to commit an act of journalism. Just tell us one story that's just actually news. And it wasn't. There wasn't one story all day. They spent all day talking about an interview that Trump did with Bob Woodward Where back in March, he said, yeah, this is a really deadly disease. It communicates by the air. And then came on with a panel to say, see, he knew. He knew. He lied. Because the president said, yeah, I like to downplay these things because I don't want to create a panic. That means he lied. No, he didn't lie. He downplayed it. By the way, there's no such thing as settled science. Anytime someone tells you that the science is settled on that, you know they're full of shit. They're either brainwashed or they're lying to you. Because there's no such thing as settled science Geez, I don't know, I remember growing up And being told Pluto was a fucking planet Remember that? Pluto was a planet I remember doing my science project on the planets. I had to get Pluto out there, the ninth one I kept having a hard time because it was so far away from the sun But now The science says It's not a planet Wait a minute, do we believe in science or don't we? Do we believe in science Tennis Lily Do we believe in science or don't we? Because if we believe in science, we should have believed science the first time. And that would have been settled and it never would change. If it was settled science, it would never change. The best scientists in the world at one point 2,000 years ago or 1,000 years ago thought that the sun revolved around the earth. That was what our best scientists thought. 500 years from now or 100 years from now, what are we going to think when we look back at this? My friend Chris Eldridge made a great point one day. He said, you know Tom, when we look back At the 50s and the 60s And we look at those videos of Kids going through nuclear drills Hiding under their desks In case a nuclear bomb drops And we laugh our asses off now Because if there was a nuclear bomb Being under your desk wasn't going to do shit He said that's uh, 20 years from now that's how we're going to look back at people Walking around wearing masks We're going to look at pictures and video of ourselves 10 years from now We're going to look back and see those videos And we're going to wonder what the hell we were doing I just wish there was one network out there, one cable network that would just provide news, and I say this all the time. Please, for the love of God, put the politics aside. I hate Sean Hannity. I hate most of what's on Fox because all they do is they cheerlead for, for for Trump. I hate CNN even more because they lie. At least Fox, for the most part, doesn't lie. But they do cheerlead for Trump. CNN just lies all day. All day. Donald Trump drank coffee, but he didn't put any milk in it because he hates... He put milk in it because he hates black people When he drinks black coffee It reminds him of black people (laughs) And here to discuss it is a panel of nine people All of whom hate Trump Like at least when you watch Fox They've got at least one or two liberals That they have on each show To give the other side of of, of the coin To give the other view But You put on CNN You put on Anderson Cooper he literally had six people on a panel last night. Not one of them were pro-Trump. And then if they squeeze a pro-Trump guy in there, like, like that sissy Santorum who I almost voted for for president. Thank God I didn't. They'll get former Senator Santorum on there, and he's the most wishy-washy. Like, please, dude, I don't want to be in a foxhole with you. Please don't defend me. Please don't defend my cause. Please don't defend my president because you suck at it. So they'll have seven people who hate Trump, and then the minute Santorum says something, anything, that sounds like it might be a good point, they all immediately start talking over him. They start yelling and screaming and talking over him. And then, oh, we're going to take a commercial. And then they're gone. And when they come back, and now it's another topic. It's all lies. And I just wish, I just wish that, I mean, even Drudge used to be really so right down the middle. The Drudge report was good. If liberals did something bad, he'd post it. And if the conservatives did something bad, he posted it. And now suddenly even Drudge is political. And it's infuriating. It really is. How are we supposed to know as as free-thinking people in a free society, how are we supposed to make informed decisions if we're not getting the right information? And that's the point. That's the point of ABC and NBC and CNN and the New York Times and the Boston Globe all being on the same page about everything. They get the DNC talking points and then they use the same words. And, you know, I was uh, at one point I was going to do what is the talking point of the day, but I'd never do anything else but that. I mean, every single day, you put on CNN and you listen for five minutes, you put on MSNBC for five minutes, you put on CBS for five minutes, and it's the exact same talking point using the exact same phrases and the exact same words. All of them. Yesterday it was Trump needs to resign, Trump needs to resign, Trump needs to resign, Trump needs to resign. He knew. He knew. Every channel he knew. And it's all baloney. Donald Trump was interviewed over like 18 times. And every time he was interviewed, he gave a different answer. That must mean he's lying. No, what it means is he was interviewed one day and the information that we had about COVID that day is what he talked about. A week later, we found out something different. He was being interviewed and he gave the different information. To me, that's a leader. A leader doesn't say, no, 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 I'm going to stick with the first one. I'm going to stick with Pluto as a planet. I'm going to stick with saccharin's good for you, right? We, we don't do that. When the information changes, we change. We change our behavior. We change our thought process. But then when, when we do change, especially if you're a conservative or a Republican, I'm not a Republican, by the way. Please don't send me hate mail on that. I'm not. But those of us who could think for ourselves change with the information. Uh, I've been pro-death penalty and anti-death penalty over my lifetime, maybe six times. I've gone back and forth six times on the death penalty. When I was younger, I was all for it. When I was in high school, I remember even doing a debate in Mr. Rusch's class at Lawrence High School. And I was all for the death penalty. And then I got a little older and I became a little bit more sensitive. It was the 90s and I kind of got roped into that sensitive new age guy kind of crap. And I said, yeah, you know, maybe maybe we should. And I became a libertarian, by the way, for a little while. And I said, yeah, you know, I can't trust the government to pave roads and do it right. Should we really be trusting him with the death penalty? And then a little while later in life, I I, I learned new information, and I read more stuff, and I said, yeah, but you know what? With all of the appeals and all the stuff that goes on and and all the, you know, retracking the evidence and the witnesses and everything else, and and 35 different appeals, and the guy's 30 years away from the murder when he finally gets executed, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's time to start doing that again. Finally, I came to a resting place in the middle, which is kind of where I am now. Does that mean I'm a flip-flopper? Well, maybe it is, but I don't think so. Where I am now is I'm fully for the death penalty, 100% for the death penalty. However, we need to have a moratorium on the death penalty for the moment because with all of the DNA advances that we've had over time, I think we need to go back. Scott Peterson was actually the one that convinced me when they convicted Scott Peterson of killing his wife but didn't have a body. And they had eyewitnesses, but they had no... No physical evidence. And they gave him the death penalty. That was just recently overturned, his death penalty conviction, and it should be. If you've got proof, if you've got DNA evidence, anybody that's on death row now, put a moratorium on the death penalty, make sure there's DNA evidence to prove that this is actually the guy that committed the murder, and then fine, execute him. I'll even pull the switch if he did it. Colin Ferguson in the 80s walked onto a subway platform in Long Island and shot upwards of 20 people. First of all, if one person had a gun, could have taken him out before he shot like maybe the third or the fifth or the 18th person, you would have had more innocent lives saved. But having said that, 100 people were on that subway platform watched him commit the murders. They watched him step onto the train, they watched him pull out his gun, and they watched him shoot these people. There's no doubt whatsoever that he did it. Death penalty. Easy. That's an easy peasy. The guy's obviously too unsafe to walk amongst us. He's, if he, and if he's too unsafe to walk amongst us, because I, I can hear Paul in my, in my head, but Tom, but Tom, why can't we just put him in jail for life? Because life in jail doesn't mean life in jail, as we're starting to see. Before he died, Charlie Manson came up for parole every two years. Charlie Manson! And by the way, putting someone in jail for life not only does it not mean life, but it also doesn't mean that they're not a threat to people. Because people who are in jail for life with no possibility of parole have nothing to lose when they assault a guard or another inmate or a lawyer that's coming to talk to them about their case or the woman that works in the lunchroom or the psychologist that comes in to evaluate them. It doesn't mean that they're not a threat to other people. There's a ton of people in prison who are in prison on three life sentences, four life sentences with no possibility of parole who kill again when they're in prison. And why not? What are you going to do? You can't execute them. There's no death penalty. So everything we're told, everything we're told in the media is a lie. And just because Donald Trump changed what he said on one day in an interview about COVID to the next day, doesn't mean he was lying. Aha, CNN says. Aha! See, it's proof that he was lying. He lied to the American people. He lied! Yeah, well, uh, please spam me the fake outrage because I still didn't get to keep my doctor or my plan. So spam me the fake outrage. George Bush lied when he said, Read my lips, no new taxes, then he raised taxes. Bill Clinton lied when he said, I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, until he admitted that he actually did have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. And Barack Obama said, If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Period. Remember, he said, Period. Very adamant. Period. Lock your doctor, keep your doctor, period. But, we, but I didn't get to keep my doctor, by the way, and I didn't get to keep my plan. So when I listen to these people say Trump lied, I, I count 100 lies in five minutes on CNN in any given time. I put on ABC News, and it's a lie. And by the way, the local news is the worst. If you think cable news is bad, try watching like Channel 4, 5, and 7 at the 10 o'clock news at night. It's It's awful. And by the way, it's all scripted. How much time we have? or We're over. Alright, I got one more thing I want to talk about. Thank God for Tucker Carlson. Paul Murano, I hope you're listening. Paul Murano. Paul has been my co-host for, I think, 20 years. He finally left a few months ago because he had to move out of state. I would like to Zoom him in and have him in once in a while. But I had a conversation with Paul on the show when we were at CAP about 10 years ago and we were talking about the panel discussions that they have and the interviews that they do on CNN and Fox and MSNBC, and I said to him, do you know that those are scripted? Come on, Tom. Do you really think so? I said, they're absolutely scripted, and I gave him the analogy. I was on the Montel Williams show one day. I was asked to come on Montel Williams about a police shooting shortly after my father was murdered. And they did what they called a pre-interview before I went out onto the panel. And they asked me all of the exact questions that I was asked once I went out onto the panel. And when I gave my answer, one of the producers during one of the answers, you, you know, you might not want to say it that way. You might want to say it this way. And they actually coached me. I wasn't thinking at the time because I was young. I was a kid. I was in my 20s, right? Maybe I'll we'll post that on, 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 on online. I, still, I would love to see it. I that. still have my Montel Williams appearance. It was, it was something. It was something. So then we go out and I'm sta- – <laughs> I got I to ask you this. Was your Montel Williams uh, appearance better than Jeff Katz's uh, um, Springer appearance? Ooh, pretty close. Pretty close. It wasn't that good. Okay. No, I'm not going to say it was that good, <laughs> but it was, pretty, it was pretty good. And then I go out and I sit on the Montel Williams panel and we're talking about a guy named Terrence Johnson who would shot and kill a police officer at, in Prince George's County. I can't remember. I remember this all off the top of my head because usually I suck at that. Um, so this guy, his name was Terrence Williams. He – uh, uh, shot and killed three, Two police officers in the police station In Prince George's County, Georgia And I go out and I'm on the panel And Montel asks me the question That I know he's going to ask me Because the producer asked it to me during the pre-interview And as I'm giving the answer I realized what was going on So I changed my answer Because now he's got a question Based on what he, what he thinks he knows My answer is going to be And when I changed my answer They never came back to me they never came back to me. They went to all the other people on the panel. Then we went to a break. We came back, and I got to say two more words about something. I got talked over, and then that was the end of the show. I was very unhappy about it. So I explained that to Paul 10 years ago and said, you know that Don Lemon does the same thing, and you know that Pierce Morgan does the same thing, and you know that Innocent that, that Cooper does the same thing. They do all the same stupid shit. And then you watch it, and you think you're watching an interview. It's not. It's a play. It's a production. It's been scripted. And you should see the hate mail that I got, Tom. You're lying. Tom, why do you say these things? Why do you make these things up? It's such a fantasy. Wow, wow, wow. Ben Kitchen. Last night, Tucker Carlson, God bless him, played played an audio clip of uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN with Cohen, the lawyer who, who, who went to jail for Trump. And played the audio of them actually scripting out the interview that they were going to do that day on the air to, to the point where Chris Cuomo took both sides of the interview. He's got going on the phone. He says, well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that, that, that this is wrong and you shouldn't have done this. And, and then you're going to say, but I was just defending my client, Donald Trump. And then I'm going to say and he's actually literally telling him what the questions and answers should be. Here's the best part. Here's what, Chuck, here's what Tucker didn't show you last night Because he didn't have time I watched that interview I, I remember watching that interview Between Como and, and, and the lawyer and, he, and they performed it exactly the way they practiced it And you can still find it If you go on uh, YouTube You can still find the interview And then watch what Tucker has for the, for the audio Everything you're watching on TV Is made to manipulate your emotions Not so much your intelligence because they can't convince you of something that you don't already believe. But what they can do is they can manipulate your emotions to take you off of what you believe, to make you question what you believe, and to get you to think the way they want you to think. They show you the video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times, and they want you to react emotionally, how horrible that is. And we do, I did, I watched it and said, oh my God, what the hell was that? And for the first few seconds I'm sitting there, as pro cop as I am, as much as I know about police training, I'm still sitting there going, yeah, you know what, that, that's probably a bad shoot. Till they showed it a second or third time, and I went, wait a minute, let's break it down. And I slowed it down, because you got live TV, God bless live TV. I slowed it down, and I went little by little, and I went, "You know, you know what, this is actually a textbook good shoot. This is the kind of video they show at the academy, that you don't shoot him. Until he's reaching, until he's armed himself or he's about to arm himself. Until he becomes a threat to your life or someone else's life. They tased him. The taser didn't work. He runs to the car. He says he's going to get a knife. He reaches into the car to get a knife. What were they supposed to do? Were the cops supposed to wait until he got the knife, turned around and stabbed an officer and then shoot him? Because even if that had happened, the anti-police Antifa dudes would be out there saying, yeah, but he only had a knife. Why did you shoot him? He only had a knife. Why did you shoot him in the leg? Why did you shoot him in the arm? And here's a newsflash. The reason why cops can't shoot you in the arm or shoot you in the leg is because you can still pull a trigger with a bullet in your leg. You can still pull a trigger with a bullet in your other arm. You can still swap hands and shoot it with the other hand. I watched a guy in Lawrence take four bullets on Arlington Street one day probably about eight years ago. I saw him take four bullets and get up. In fact, I posted a video, and I will post it again today just for fun because it got like a million views. I posted a video of two guys on Lawrence Street two summers ago. It starts off with two guys rolling around on the ground. I just happened to roll up on it when it was happening. I pull out my phone, and I'm videotaping, and it's just two guys rolling around on the ground. We had no idea what it was about, but one guy took the other guy's gun away from him and then shot the other guy twice. The, the guy that gets shot goes down. The guy with the gun runs away. The guy that got shot got up. He got up, he staggered to his car, then the ambulance came and he was people think when they watch the movies and they watch TV, you shoot someone once and they go down and they're dead. That's it. It's all over. They're done. Jacob Blake got shot in the back six times and he lived. Paralyzed, but he lived. And they say, why did they have to shoot him seven times? Obviously, seven wasn't enough. When a police officer is trained They're trained to shoot to kill They're not trained to shoot to wound Because a wounded person can still be a threat They're taught to shoot to kill And apparently This officer didn't do her job well Because she shot him seven times And he lived You know what it made me do Ben It made me think I carry a nine millimeter She had a nine millimeter Maybe I need to upgrade my gun Because even I'm thinking I got a nine millimeter on me If I ever have to use it that guy's going down Maybe not Maybe I need a bigger gun.
1: Well, Christmas is around the corner, and I smell a desert eagle in Tom's
0: future. That's right. If anybody wants to get me a Christmas present, a better gun would be great. But we look at these things, and and we see them through the lens of pop culture. And then we're told what to think about them by CNN and the news media. And I think it would really just be a great service to the public if we could just show the video and let people at home decide. Or how about this? You show the Jacob Blake video. And then you have a police chief come on and break it down for you as to whether or not they thought it was a good shoot or a bad shoot based on their training and experience. Now, in the George Floyd case, I think that's the closest we've come to the cops are wrong, right? I think the cops were most, I think they were wrong. They were wrong in the way they handled it. And, and I'm going to leave you with this. Joe Solomon, the police chief in Methuen, said, uh, I was on the phone with him when this broke. And I'm watching it on TV and I said, hey, put your TV on. And Chief Solomon put the TV on And he's watching it and we're, and we're talking about what we're watching for the first time And we're both seeing it for the first time And at the end of them showing the video Joe said to, Chief Solomon said to me That would never happen in Methuen Now we'd only seen it once, right? That would never happen in Methuen, he said I said, why wouldn't it happen in Methuen? He said, from the time they pulled him over And called for backup Because he was being a problem To the time that cop had his knee on George Floyd's neck was enough time for a supervisor to be on the scene. In Methuen, a supervisor would have been on the scene, and there's no way in hell a supervisor, sergeant, lieutenant, or captain, would have allowed that cop to put his knee in his neck. And certainly not for eight minutes. Certainly not while he's crying that I can't, believe, I can't breathe. All right? So I thought that was interesting, that perhaps those who say the cops need to be trained better, I think they could train pretty good. At least around here they do. Maybe in the rest of the country they could beef up their training. But I think a lot of times it's, it's the procedural situation that happens. Things happen. And in the moment, everything's happening at once. It's very hard to analyze. It's very hard to make a good decision. But on the scene, in the spot, there should have been a supervisor on the scene. And if there was a supervisor on the scene, he George Floyd would probably be alive today. So let's leave with that. There is some good news in all this. The George Floyd's of the world don't need to happen, and by the way, let me end with this caveat: There's still no evidence that it had to do with racism. None. There's no evidence that George Floyd had anything to do with racism. Jacob Blake situation had anything to do with racism. The Breonna Taylor situation had anything to do with racism. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other ones were: Baltimore, Los Angeles, all of them. There's there's no proof. There's no, not even no proof. There's no evidence that it was racism. So when these things happen, well, let's just talk about the facts. As they are, not as we want them to be. I guess I'll leave you guys with that. We're way over. I apologize. There's no way we can just cut all that crap out in the middle, is there? You could. I appreciate that. I don't know what Darlene was thinking. She, if she wants me to come on her show and she wants it to be just her and me, I'll be happy to interview with her. But I can't have like other people on my... She knew this was a crossover show. You can't have other people on, and and we can't hear them. They're on the phone. It's static. We we can't have that. I know she meant well, and I appreciate being invited on. If she wants to do it one-on-one, I'll be happy to do that in the future. I want to thank our our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate. Uh, Go see McLennan if you want to buy or sell your house. Now is a good time. AFC Urgent Care. Go get your COVID-19 test at no cost to you. Lenny Mera, state representative, will be with us shortly, maybe the first week of October. Climate Design Systems. Call Nina. Call Buddy. Uh, we were supposed to have a buddy on the show Buddy Thomas uh, A couple of weeks ago We're still trying to book that To get him in North Andover Car Wash If you're in the North Andover area Go to the North Andover Car Wash Yeah buddy Bobby And he'll take care of you He'll give you the Valley Patriot discount uh, What else do you have? Uh, Borelli's Deli And if I stop talking soon enough I can get there before they, before they close I'm going to go get my meats today Clearpath New England We're going to have Jason And a bunch of people from Clearpath New England Who help homeless veterans If you're a veteran who needs services Give Clear Path New England a call, and uh, they will help you with get your paperwork for your, for your benefits. If you're addicted, you need to get into rehab. If you just need medical, situ- medical uh, uh, help, they will help you with that. A free plug for Don's SignTech, JG's Ice Cream, and Paul Lambert, our good friend attorney, Paul Lambert and Associates. If you need a lawyer in the Merrimack Valley, give him a call. Ben Kitchen, my fine, fine producer. Not a bad show overall, even with all the, all, the, all the nonsense that we had to deal with in the middle. Melvin Taylor says, we got to go home. So go home already.